Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean and Joe, another episode ready to go. They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between. Cherishing make believe, get ready for Halloween. It's the horror show. I know you miss those guys. Tune in and find out what's on their list tonight. They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate. Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate. It's the horror show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. So we had to we had to just start this really fucking fast because <laughs> we're doing the last broadcast today. Uh, and Joe messaged me and was like, "Hey, have you ever seen it?" And sometimes we can talk about a movie before we do it because. You can. There's enough to <laughs> there's enough to say. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't. And today was one of them. And I was like, Joe, if I talk about it, like I will not be able to stop. And not in a good way. And Joe, Joe is a little concerned, I think, that it might have been that I thought this was a good movie. Oh, when you sent me that message, I was like, is Sean gonna like be gung ho about this? Ultimate swerve. Yeah, and and truthfully, the reason that I sent you that message asking if you had watched it yet, because I, I didn't watch it till this afternoon, okay. is because typically, in the past, a movie like this, I have gotten messages from you, like a couple hours before recording time, being like, "Hey, I don't know if we could do this," <laughs> so so that's why I was wondering if you had seen it yet. <laughs> yeah i think we've been just like muscling through these ones that we typically would 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 get away from i like um, it I, yeah this all right so i have a i have a question i've i'm gonna start off with a question here if i told you this movie was made for 900 dollars and edited and edited on a home pc would you believe me no doubt no doubt <laughs> Okay, follow-up. Is there more screen time used for on-screen text than actual footage? <laughs> Probably, yes. Follow-up to the follow-up. <laughs> Was this the biggest waste of time in horror show history? 
<laughs> Dude, yes, 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 it was. <laughs> this movie, this movie, Sean, has been on my radar since for a while before, since before yeah. the horror show. Because, like, it would be on lists saying, Oh, this predated the Blair Witch. This is found footage. And all it would say was, it, It's about the Jersey Devil. Correct. It's about the fucking Jersey. De- Dude, that is so, that is such a sell for me. A found Same. footage movie about an urban legend. Same. I, dude, I was so excited about this fucking movie. <laughs> it could have just gone the Blair Witch route. Like, you heard ruffles in the woods. Like, oh, shit, that's the Jersey Devil. I'm fine with that. They couldn't even give us that. And then that swerve at the end, like you were just saying, is this the biggest waste of time? Yes, that's that's where I was go getting f- at. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Man. Uh, follow up to the follow up to the follow up. Should we just talk about the office again for for, for an hour? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would prefer that. <laughs> As you mentioned, I believe I don't think they've come out directly and said it, but they've kind of flamed the fires of statements like the Blair Witch stole this idea from them. This is one of the most insulting things I've ever heard. <laughs> Not even being the biggest Blair Witch fan. <laughs> Insulting and also provably false since <laughs> since Blair Witch was being developed years before this one. But you know, they had to hold on. Yeah, they, had they to grasp on the. Sun. They stole. They stole that sick ending of you of these guys. The directors are really weird too. Their Wikipedia pages are bizarre and for sure written by them because I've like never them. seen yeah. just a list of like. <laughs> One of the ones said, I wrote it down because it was so fucking bizarre. In 2010, Wheeler and Wendig, Wendig is the guy that d- directed it and co-wrote it, attended the Sundance Screenwriter's no. Lab with their script for him. What does that fucking mean? I don't think, I don't think he's the guy. I don't, oh, I don't even think he's one of the two. Wheeler. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Lance Wheeler and Stefan Alvarez. Mm. Yeah, so Wheeler's the one, not Wendig. But that just says they went to fucking... And what is screenwriter's lab? That sounds like a fucking writing course. Sean, they for sure wrote their entries because both of them are like, these two are credited as some of the most innovative filmmakers. I'm like, they're not. Dude, they're not. One of them was in Wired Magazine for, for like being a top 10 in the new movie making like Hollywood 2.0. Now, listen, Wired Magazine's written by fucking dorks, especially in 1997. But, you know, they didn't know shit about movies. So, I will say this. The one, I have one compliment for this movie. And I genuinely <laughs> think it's the only compliment I have. Is what they what they talked about with computers and IRC chat and shit was way ahead of their time and accurate. And I was like, that's actually pretty fucking impressive that they had that information and are the only people in 1997, 98 that are know what the fuck they're talking about. That's it, by the way, that's it. That's, that's all it is. That's the end, the beginning and the end of my compliments. I liked the ambition of this for for the first two two halves, so I already talked about how much I, I did not like the ending, but I liked what they're kind of going for. But for any found footage, you have to believe what you're watching is actual found footage. 
We talked about it last week. Like, yeah. When you find the videotapes for Cannibal Holocaust, when you see the videotapes for Blair Witch, even though you know you're watching a movie, like it's, it's easy. You can easily suspend your disbelief and be like, okay, they, they nailed it. These look like public, like the the footage that they're playing is like Ed Peruta level. For <laughs> no, in for Connecticut. sure. That's, <laughs> they know what that is. That is something that you just see on your public access TV yeah. made by a fucking loser. Yes. I, there's at no point in time that I believe that this might have ever possibly been real, which was kind of, I think they built that into this story that it was sort of that element to this, all of this to, to help themselves. I think, you know, you guys could have scrounged up more than 900 fucking dollars and made this thing fucking <laughs> work. That's that's actually nuts. One of those guys could have fronted that, right? Hey, hey, just find some fucking cash. Dude, we, we could go door to door saying we're making a movie. We'll put you in the credits. And I think we could come up with like 900 in a day, probably if we like really fucking hustled. Like, I think we could do it. I think these guys could have done something better than this. And the movie, oh my God, the movie. So also, they claim to have grossed 12000 at the box office. This didn't go to movie theaters. Ooh. I know it's it played in like a few theaters. It Stop it. And had a worldwide profit of $4 million. That can't be true. I do not believe it. It might be. I don't know. I don't believe it, actually. No, I don't. I don't. It somehow said it played on like HBO and stuff. So maybe, but that's a, dude, $4 million is a lot of fucking money. Especially in like 97, 98. For a movie like this, that's wild. No $900 budget. <laughs> Stephen Ray and Desmond Ryan of the Philadelphia Inquirer deemed the film startlingly good and a, sm- and a smart, assured work. David Jewett of the Columbian praised the film for its innovative, low-cost technique and its chilling climax though he did criticize it for suffering some pacing issues. Notably, they don't talk about all the other bad reviews, so probably also written by them. Hey, you know what I, I, I noticed? guys I don't have at- jobs, by the way. Okay. <laughs> startlingly good. What, what are the- Starting, startlingly good, dude. Like, and also, can we stop with this fucking... We've talked about this before. This scale that we base movies on where like you 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 give low budget movies like the benefit of it what are you gonna do give this four fucking stars like what are you fucking nuts like startlingly good no no yeah for nine hundred dollars it's probably the best nine hundred dollar movie i've ever seen (laughs) actually actually when you when you word it like that then it might be startlingly good this is nine hundred (laughs) dollars We're a film that somehow has 17 cast members when you really only needed like three of them. Joe. So, maybe, maybe they're onto something. We'll get the startlingly good that this was even fucking made. Hey, uh, when, when I was looking at Stefan Avalos's Wikipedia page, he worked on Rescue 911. I can't, I can't talk. He worked on Rescue 911. Do you remember watching that show? Joe. I vividly remember watching that show, and I could tell you a episode that like scarred me as a kid. Okay, that's where I was. That's where I was going because there's two things. One, the fact that we would race home to watch this is psychotic. It's it's fucking snuff. <laughs> Dude, nine one real nine one one calls, then reenact and that's it. Just, 
<laughs> that reenacted. Like, it's, it's a, imagine your family <laughs> went through such like a traumatic experience. You have to watch it reenacted. And then the other thing I was going to bring up was the theme song was like a Miami Vice, yes. you know, riff. But they played real nine one one calls. <laughs> it was like an upbeat, like jazzy riff. And then people just screaming for help. You're like, oh, man. It's real people. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, the world was a different dude, rescue 911, man. I haven't thought about that in forever. I remember. So that was hosted by William Shatner, right? Uh, that sounds right. I'm like 90% sure. If it's not William Shatner, it was a guy that looked like him. Yeah, it's Shatner. Um, yeah, it is. Dude, this, mo- this show was fucking. Oh, that logo is fucking crazy. Yeah, the the one that I remember the most, and it's it's not the most you know crazy one, for sure. Uh, dude, Tuesdays at eight p.m. Kids just staying up to watch. This. I mean, yes. we, we were watching it in also in syndication after school. Right, they had the reruns right after school. I distinctly remember. Dude, that's fucking prime time Tuesdays. At 8. The episode I remember was a kid, and he wore he was wearing a sweatshirt. Like just a normal sweater, a sweater, like a knit sweater. And I don't even know what happened to him, like how this happened to him, but somehow he was exposed to fire and the the sweatshirt was polyester and it melted to his skin and like fused with his fucking skin. How old are we? This, the, the peak of this is 90, the, it ends in 96. So we're yeah. eight to 10 years old, probably watching this. Uh, maybe less. I was 11. Yeah. yeah. You were in 96? In 96. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we're, yeah, like eight to 11 years old, whatever. The, the, the shit's fused to his skin. And I'm just listening to some, whether it was a fireman or whatever, Describe this in fucking gory detail and how they were like trying to peel the fucking sweater off of him, but it was like melted onto him. Right. And then being like, yeah. don't wear sweaters. And I was like, I'm never going to wear a fucking sweater again. Dude, that's, that's the thing with Rescue 911. And, and there was no bigger fan of Rescue 911 than my dad. I was going to say. And every, every time he'd be like, I fucking told you. Like everything would be immediately after every episode, he'd be like, this is no longer allowed or this is going to happen to you. So it was just constant fear from 1991 to 1996 of everything. This is why I told you never to wear a sweater. That's so funny. Yeah. As soon as as that came out of my mouth, I was like, yeah, that's, this is Joe's dad fucking loves this. The favorite show of all time. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, now I'm reading. I'm just reading about Rescue Number One. I gotta get off of this. All right, but yeah, no, it was it was fucking it was fucking crazy. It was fucking nuts. Uh, so he worked on Rescue Nine One One, huh? Who Shatter? No. Oh, oh, the director. The I forgot we're talking, talking about, about a, talking about a movie today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Just At first, I was like, him. my dad? <laughs> no, he, he could never. He could never. He would just find all the danger on the set. <laughs> Rickety-ass set. Just start nailing shit <laughs> down. 
So the movie is billed as a movie about the Jersey Devil. And almost immediately, we are told it is not about the Jersey Devil. (laughs) Almost some of the first words out of this guy's mouth, you go, wait, is this not about the fucking Jersey Devil? And I had to, like, look and see if the description of the movie is that. It is. This man, I held on to hope for the for almost the entirety of it. And then at there's like 20 minutes left and he gets delivered a box of, of the ripped out VHS reels. I'm like, here we go. Fine. The Jersey devil scrubbed like the, it's a conspiracy. Somebody shipped it to him and we still don't get it. We still don't get the Jersey devil. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is, it's disappointing. All right, let's take a quick, let me break. ask you, oh. let, let me, let me, sorry. Well, we'll let's, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with, uh, the what is this? The last broadcast. All right, we're back. What what were you saying? Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why did this happen? Like, like in the film's universe. Why did which part happen, Joe? There's so much about this that well, I have questions. Well, <laughs> what we know, what we know happens at the end with that man. Oh, dude, Joe, there, there, we don't know. There's no reason. None of it. <laughs> dude, you could. Dude, dude, there's a million things you could do in this movie with so little money. There's a million ways you could have went with this. And they just fucking actively chose not to do that. Every single fucking decision they made was fucking awful. Because. So, what were you going to say? Sorry, my, my, so I don't, I, I don't even know how to word this question, to be honest with you. The, a, a slight spoiler for what we're going to talk about at the end. We watched the footage of the guys that are killed, and this is where my hopes got really up, because they're like, that person, that guy saw something, and he, yes. he was scared. Yes. And then we find out, it's just a fucking guy. Correct. It's just, it's just a fucking idiot. Like, why, why would he be that scared of that guy? Like, why wouldn't he just be like... Hey man, what are you, what are you doing, Joe? What, he runs away. What, what, spoiler alert: There's no Jersey Devil. It's just the fucking guy making the movie, which kind of sounds cool if you say it like that, but it's not. You know what I mean? But like, okay, okay. But it's the guy making the documentary about the murders, right? Right. So 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 that part honestly does sound kind of cool. Right. But then we watch oh, it's the other film of the fact and fiction crew making making their Correct. episode on the Jersey Devil, which this guy doesn't have anything to do with. Correct. He's but making he, the documentary on their crimes, but he sh- but he, he, just, he just he just wanted to kill to him. Commit the crimes. <laughs> he, he just wanted to kill him. Now, you know, this ending we'll go through it in detail, obviously, as we do. But this ending you could have made it a way where like the Jersey devil got to this guy and like had him under yes. a spell. Cause that's kind of where I yeah. thought they were going with it. Yes. But it's not <laughs> well, that movie we just did had a Wendigo and it was just a man in a basement. It was an ugly guy in the basement. You could just call him the Jersey devil. <laughs> but why even bother with all- like, dude, it's so fucking dumb. It's so fucking dumb. 
Now, thinking of this very meta, let's think about this for a second. Did they call it the last broadcast? And did they say it was a Jersey Devil movie? So it was like supposed to be like, he got us too. Like he was trying to frame the Jersey Devil. I don't know. Hey, it doesn't matter because in the last 10 minutes of the movie, it switches to third person and nothing makes sense. (laughs) It goes back to normal filmmaking for some reason. I haven't seen that the entire fucking movie. And at the end, it just starts doing cinematic pans on this guy's fucking stupid face. So. All right. So let's talk about it. What? This guy, this guy, David Lee. Yeah. From, from he's the first person that we see and we hear yeah. and immediately like, fall asleep. And we, dude, we've talked about before like why is it so difficult to just have a conversation? This guy's not even having a conversation. My my first thought was like why is this guy struggling to just speak? Like just speak to the the, the camera. He he it was so unnatural. <laughs> like the entire never time talked before. I'm also not sure there was a fucking script involved. Because of the way some of these people are talking, it, they're just saying the weirdest shit, especially the hosts of the show. Right. Who are like, do like, it looks like our high school videos that we would make doing skits and shit. Right. Like the same tone in their voice, like the same, like, oh, howdy doody, like trying to be funny and shit. You're just like, what the fuck is this? So we open up with David Lee, who's the documentary filmmaker. And he opens up being like, everyone wants to know about the Jersey Devil murderer. So you're like, wait, what? Murderer? It's like, it's a guy who kills people. And I was like, come on, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Like, are we already just abandoning this? So he lets us know about this guy, Jim Seward, who died in prison and it's mysterious to him. He's like, oh, something weird is going on here. We get uh, more text on the screen. The following people are not actors. December 16th, 1995. They played Jim Seward's call to 911. He's been hitchhiking. He has lost his group of friends. By the way, this, remember we made fun of Peter Rottentail because it was like edited out of order? <laughs> yeah. While this is more passable and less noticeable because it's like clips and things like that, this is totally out of fucking order. Like, this makes no fucking sense. We go to this 911 call, then we go backwards, then we go forwards, then we go back to the 911 call, then we skip ahead, and then they're like, then the trial happened. And you're like, what the fuck? And then the trial is two seconds long. Uh, putting that trial scene in and having a man from the local sheriff who's credited as the local sheriff's department wearing an ATF uniform. Make up your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So we get his 911 call saying he can't find the people he went with. We don't know who those people are really. Don't worry. We'll find that out after. Does that make sense? And he says, I have a bad feeling. You might want to send someone out quickly. Good news, uh, more audio content for the next 10 minutes, just playing sounds and calls with nothing on the screen. And then we learn about Factor Fiction, 
a public access show. Yes. And you're like, oh, okay, let's learn about that. No, forget that. We're going to mention it and tell you that it exists. And then we're going to jump to December 21st, 1995. And it's the announcement that they've arrested Jim for the murders of two people from Factor Fiction. Okay. <laughs> cool. We don't know anything about their background. We were just kind of introduced to him, but I guess he killed the hosts is, is what, they're, mm. what they're surmising. And they called it the Fact or Fiction Murders. <laughs> very original. This town is very original. And also the effects in this are nuts, right? Like the, 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 the like public access, like green screen backgrounds and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's insane. Um, also, uh, the, the two hosts of Faction Fiction are the two directors of this movie, The Last Broadcast. They're playing the hosts. Oh, that's them? Yes. Oh, they're fucking terrible. That's why. <laughs> that, that is why they did not have a script because they thought that they were could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Like you said, it has that feel of like you just fucking around with your friends, which to their credit, it seems like that is what they did and that come it did come out better than most people's would. Yeah. But you know, to claim that they're being called the innovators and the faces of the future calm down yeah and then it flashed the last broadcast on the screen i have a theory that if you play if you do a hype up show the name of the movie on the screen at the beginning and the end it's a bad movie so anyway then we go back now we went to december 21st now we go back to december 15th 1995 a day before the 911 call. They know they know how to create suspense. <laughs> They're just fucking. We learn about the fact the first online broadcast of Factor Fiction. And these guys have never done anything before. Oh, you know what? I was gonna fucking play this. Oh fuck. I- I'm not gonna pull it up. Fuck. There was an audio clip that I wanted to play there, and I think it was one of because the- this first, like 30 minutes had me laughing because they were interviewing like people about this factor fiction show. And everyone was like, what a giant piece of fucking shit. Those guys are the fucking worst. <laughs> it was such bizarre interviews. Like it was, it was so funny. And by the way, we finally see this guy, Jim Seward, who is like a fucking like surfer bro. Yeah, he's not menacing at all. And also, the times that he gets mad is because people are, are just, oh, because he claims to be a psychic. And everyone's just like an inch from his face being like, are you a psychic or a psycho? And finally, after like the 12th, the 12th time somebody's saying that to him, he gets angry. Yeah, he does the like, the like weird high school kid getting angry thing where he's like, and like runs around and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's fucking weird. But it makes sense because we meet his psychologist. Mm. who's wearing a Hawaiian shirt with his legs up on the desk at like camera lens height. So like we see his feet are coming towards us, but like slightly to the left of the camera. This is a psychologist and breaks every aspect of doctor patient confidentiality. (laughs) That's a great point. It's just like, you want to fucking know about this fucking little freak? (laughs) Let me tell you. Let me tell you. 
including being like sometimes and again the way it's written like i don't want to pick this apart for like every little thing but it just kind of deserves it because it sucks so fucking bad he the writing in this is fucking awful and because this psychologist says things like yeah, I don't know. I guess he was like obsessed with magic, maybe. And I was like, wait, what? What does that mean? What? what? That's not a fact. Like, don't say that. What do you? Why would you be like? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's obsessed with magic. He liked to show me magic tricks, dude. Come on, what are we doing? What are these interviews? And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we we go from his most intimate doctor, his psychologist, to his fucking landlady for an interview. Who's like, that kid loved fucking computers so much. That's her insight. Uh, yeah, he just stayed inside and played on his computer all day. And again, this was a movie billed as a movie about Jersey Devils. <laughs> Jersey Devils. We haven't. There's... Dude... This is like one of the most frustrating movies we've ever had to do. anyway you know what's fun shout out i don't remember who said it i'm sure send me a message if if it was you but i remember last year we were like we gotta do the jersey we gotta do the last broadcast and and for whatever reason we had last year's planned out so we were both like next year i can't wait to do it and somebody messaged me and i just thought about it just now and they're like hey man like don't do that you're gonna be incredibly bored and incredibly disappointed (laughs) i wish now now yeah, no, a little too late, but and also you were right, whoever you were. If we did know that, we we we, we would have still done it. We, we still would, would have. We would have doubled like, down. I got to <laughs> yeah. see if it's that's true. <laughs> well, now we start talking about factor fiction. Now, and the, the first comment we hear is short on production value, talent, and execution. <laughs> Man, they decide to have, though, a live show. We learn all about the, dude, so much fucking horse shit about this show. But they're, they do a lot of online stuff. They do IRC chat and they decide that they're going to do a live show and search for the Jersey Devil because somebody on the IRC recommended it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to this editor who used to edit the show for them. And he's like the most. He hates him the most, and I fucking love him so much. He's such an asshole, and he, his comments about that were, I knew this wouldn't work. They couldn't even do a basic cable show. Which, when he says this doesn't work, they're hyping this whole movie up around this Jersey Devil search, right? Factor Fiction, the show, is going to go out into the woods, do a live broadcast of searching for the Jersey Devil, and they're going to broadcast it on, like, the cable channel, the internet, everywhere right it's going to be broadcast everywhere the radio that's the big plan and when we get to the moment where they're like and then they started filming the footage stops two minutes into this and they're like then all the cameras went dead that dude and that is like not an exaggeration That was like one of the most mental things I'd ever seen because they're building up to this live show and you're thinking, okay, now we're just going to watch footage of them chasing the Jersey devil, getting chased by the Jersey devil. Great. Great. Yes. And it lasts 
two fucking minutes. And then they're like, and then all the cameras went dead. And that's it. That's all we get from the fucking, the live show. They're like, and no one got yeah. to see it online or stream. Nothing, nothing. And then, and then again, even after they show like the crime scene and they show the same shot 25 times. Uh-huh. It's just yeah. the same shot. The rocks with the, with the blood on it. Yes. Dude, there's so much recycled footage. It's over and over and over again. It's brutal. Um, I have, a, I have a, another off-topic question for you, but have you ever seen the picture of the Jersey, <laughs> the Jersey Devil some guy claimed to have caught? Well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. L- listen, man. You know me. I'm I'm all about not breaking kayfabe and, and doubling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think this is the Jersey Devil, you're fucking a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> And this is like the most famous one. The guy's like, I this just flew in front of my car and I had to take a picture. So he took a picture of it flying in front of his car. Oh, he wait. He claimed it, he, does it look like a little goat? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, that is. That, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why would you even post that? Like, what is wrong with these fucking people? <laughs> Dude, that fucking one. It's fucking unreal. Also, you know, a lot of times people question why pictures aren't taken, right? right. When, when you see something crazy. If that was real and flying that close to me, I'm not, I'm not taking a picture. <laughs> no, I do. I would running as fast as I shit can. My pants. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was thinking about this week was, sorry, is there footage here? Is I was thinking, cause we were talking about, we were talking about last week how if you'd see a ghost it would like alter your fucking life yeah and like your your reaction would just be like you you just have a heart attack and i it reminded me of that story when we went to philadelphia and i thought i saw a legitimate monster that guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was just a homeless person um (laughs) but i thought it was a legitimate monster and I am one of those people that like, I, I am so afraid to like draw attention to myself that I feel like I would honestly choke to death before I was like freaked out in a restaurant. You know what I mean? I'd be like, well, I guess this is just it for me because I'm not going to like make a scene right now. That's crazy. <laughs> like That's nuts. And I panicked when I saw that guy. I fucking. No, I remember. Yep. And I think that was pretty close to being like this. Monsters are real. Monsters are confirmed. So this is this is not a bit. Sean was like very. Uh, I was concerned. Also, probably didn't help. I was like rolling down my window, calling the guy over. <laughs> Dude, hey man, we were at a four way <laughs> intersection, and I was like, go go go! It was red light. It was a red light, and I was like telling Joe to go through it. I was fucking terrified. Anyway. All right, wait, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with the, my favorite scene. The in conclusion. The, 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 my, favorite, my favorite scene in the movie, the guy that's sitting on a bed. All right, we're back. So this next scene, again, I, there's a few moments in this movie where I was laughing out loud because I was like, this can't, can't fucking be serious. Like they can't even be trying at this point. And this is one of them because the guys, in fact, in fiction, we're getting a lot of their footage now, and they're they're like, we need to meet with this guy. He does like 
awesome he's the mastermind of doing like internet stuff and live streaming on like tv and shit and they go and meet him and they they're it they're using weird sets like they're using certain doors like obviously they're just using houses and buildings in their town right but they're using them specifically so they like go to this door where you're like oh they're in a they're in a place of business with this guy and then it cuts and when they're talking to him this guy is sitting on a mattress that is on the floor of his bedroom with like children's paintings taped to the wall and not in a fun way, right? Like just, they were there. This is just a room and like a dirty fucking dresser behind him and a dirty side table, like with shit on it. Yes. And the guy is just wearing a bathrobe with nothing underneath. And I don't think this was a bit. And fun fact, they do a confessional with this guy at the end of the movie. And he's in the same fucking outfit, in the same bed. <laughs> and yet, he has my favorite fucking line where he's like, <laughs> he's like trying to say something really philosophical about the events that happened and everything that happened after. And he like compares it to like sharks circling like a corpse or something. Like, I think he's talking about like the media hooking onto the story, which was not whatever. That's a whole other thing. He's talking about that. He's like, just, just like these post-it notes over here are about, he has seven post-it notes, just like <laughs> slapped on the fucking wall. And he's like, that's what all those post-it notes are all about. Is these sharks circling. You're like, what the fuck is this? This is fucking nuts. Like, Calling these guys fucking masterminds or whatever the fuck they were called is insane. Nuts. Could did not even try. Did not even try. What was the budget for Blair Witch? So the Blair Witch budget was thirty five thousand to six thousand dollars. Sixty thousand, sorry. Uh okay. Considerably more than nine hundred. Considerably more. I just don't Something's not right. <laughs> Something's not right. I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't make sense. I, I don't know. $900, I think you could do better than this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. Just put this guy in some fucking clothes. Anyway. This guy, Jim, finally meets the guys in Fact or Fiction, and he does, like, a psychic card reader thing. He claims he's a psychic, and then this, like, erupts into them all fighting for some reason, Mm. and then Jim's got a number scratched in his arm, and it just happens to be the day that they were killed, which we'll find out later. Yeah, which also, knowing the ending makes even less sense, but. Why, why does that guy choose that day? This is giving me a fucking headache. This doesn't, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Unless he was like watching Factor Fiction and saw it. But then why would that guy do that? Whatever. It's also, why is, then why is he making that? 
I hate this movie. <laughs> this movie sucks. And also the factor fiction guys, by the way, this guy, Jim is a psychic that they brought on. He freaked out. They like had to wrestle him. And for some reason they invite this idiot to the live Jersey devil show. Right. Cause he also somehow knows where the Jersey devil lives <laughs> because he's a psychic. Yeah. And he's the only one to return. Well, we jump from that again, still have not seen the live broadcast yet. We jump from this information to Jim being arrested and under questioning by the police. Yep. Which immediately, that lasts seconds, and we immediately jump to the trial. Yes. So the trial does lead us <laughs> to some more footage, but it's the same boring shit. And the narrator is like, oh, they edited this to show that Jim had a plan, but we're, we'll show you the unedited stuff. They don't. And also <laughs> guess what? You know what? Jim should have been fucking locked up. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Why? And like Jim, it makes even less sense when you, cause you already mentioned Jim's cause I say it in the beginning, Jim died mysteriously. Why? Right. And Dude, in jail. And fuck. Fuck. And and dead in jail. And and the documentary maker is like, this changed my whole perspective. We find out he's like, why would it change anything? Why are you why are you talking about this? And wouldn't you be making a moot like you must have framed Jim? Right? Right. Right. And now you're making a movie being like, I don't think it's fucking Jim. <laughs> Um, and also yeah. filming yourself at the scene of the crime and at the scene where a p woman was murdered and you're going to put this in a documentary. What are we, what are we doing? This, this gets zero points on like the found tape scale and the documentary yeah. scale. It is right. not hitting on any it level. It gets zero points. It gets zero points in total. Yeah. And Jim keeps fighting people and running away. And then. On the screen in text, which has been happening like throughout this, but towards the end, I started making sure to write down literally everything they put on screen because it was constantly just black screens with writing on it. Dude, my favorite is one. <laughs> we'll get to it. The it, it says the following is a video synopsis of the trip. Hey, guy, we we've been waiting the whole fucking movie. Is this fucking serious? You fucking kidding me right now? We're just getting here. I mean, I was like, fucking finally. But but then <laughs> they're like, we get some footage. They're like, here's some footage that they took from the camp from afar. And yeah, here's some footage of this guy sleeping. And then they're like, and then it was time for the li the live broadcast. And it is three fucking seconds and it's just showing multiple screens on the screen all going black at the same time yeah and then they're like we think we might have a face and he hires somebody that's my to, favorite to, to like to like fix you know fix the quality so you can identify it which like if i was the perpetrator i just 
simply would not do that. <laughs> I wouldn't have anybody look look into that part. He hires a person named Shelly Monarch, a data retrieval expert. This is after he gets the tape, the the like the the box full of shredded videotape. Yeah, and he's like useless. and she she's there to reconstruct this destroyed evidence that this guy did not have to hand over to anyone and presumably anybody filmed himself <laughs> and sent to himself. How did he get it? Imagine, imagine getting away with something and then that shows up at your doorstep. You'd be like, holy fuck. Like I, I'm, this is getting lit on fire. This is the last possible evidence. Right? But he would have it. He was the one that killed him. He just would pick up their fucking tape. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. I agree with that part, but say somebody else had it and it somehow yeah. got returned to him. It was missing. All he had to do was destroy it. Yeah. And he hires somebody, pays somebody. It's, it's actually already money. destroyed. He literally just needs <laughs> to put throw it, it in the trash. Piece of baby. Fucking nuts. That's so stupid. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And dude, that her putting that the reconstructed movie together pull ends up being some of the dumbest shit that we've that that happens in this movie. So. I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to skip over to that part. Wait, hang on with my notes. Because none of this fucking matters. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. So Sorry. I don't mean to jump around, but this no, dude, it's how, literally how could you say four lines. Talks. It's yeah. four lines. There's nothing there. So, <laughs> Shelly, okay. So, this footage, we get, we start getting footage from Shelly where they're like, she's reconstructed this. And they would play it but they're only playing two minute clips and then it'll cut back to the narrator and like a black screen with writing on it being like, after Shelly reconstructed that scene, she then reconstructed this scene. And then it's just people like arguing. And then it would take another break where he's like, and after that, Shelly reconstructed a scene that some might call horrifying. And it's not, it's not fucking horrifying. Nothing fucking happens in it. And he does that like four or five times where he's like, and then Shelly did this. Shelly did this. And then he says, next, we hear ghosts. Guys, what is this guy fucking doing? There's no ghost. And for a minute, for a minute, I thought maybe we were going to get to the Jersey Devil. You hold on hope till the end. You do. You do. And that's not a credit to the filmmaker. You know, a lot of, a lot of films will string you along and you'll hold on to hope and they'll, they'll hit you. No, this is, this is a desperation. Hold on to hope. Yes. It's like, please, please redeem yourself. Do something. Yeah. And then the next break, he says, Shelly provides a tape that is nothing short of horrifying. Now we'll see who the real killer is. Hey, fun fact. We don't. And there's nothing horrifying about this fucking clip. It's just not, it's just nonsense. It's just the woods. Like we see a little blood. That's it. And hear footsteps. Then on the screen, more writing. It says this. What does the passage of time do to the truth? What the fuck does that mean? And also, guess what? Not answered. He says, the Jersey Devil is the sounds, the images you can't see. 
So that's when I lost hope. It's not what that is. No, not, not what the jersey devil is, but. <laughs> that's when we go back to the guy in the bathrobe. Yeah. The fucking says, meme. Like what, what if the Jersey devil was the friends we made along the way? <laughs> yeah, that, dude, that's what this movie is. We go back to that guy in the bathroom and the thing he says about the seven post-it notes that are on his wall, he says, these post-its attest that when there are real dead bodies, the sharks start circling. Okay. We don't know what's on the post-it notes, by the way. That's not talked about. He's just talking about post-it notes that are on the wall. And then they interview everyone and they're like, yeah, because of uh, all these guys dying, we all got new jobs. And then they interview Shelly, who's like, and by the way, let's say we're interested in this as a crime, true crime type of thing. You could solve a crime with this documentary. Like, you could go that route. Like, you're actually going to try and solve this murder. And she- they interview Shelly, the, the woman that's digitizing the videos. And she's like, yeah, I didn't fix all the tapes, and the killer's probably on one of them, but. Okay, I don't have the time. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and then the narrator says he's going to recreate the events of that night. And we're going to take a quick break. And we are going to see how he recreates the events of that night. Spoilers, he doesn't recreate the events of this night. <laughs> <laughs> he literally doesn't. He doesn't. He's like, here's the deli they stopped at. And then he just like stops. It just all ends. Oh no, there's that montage of all the scenes that we've already seen three times already over and over and over. And the narrator goes, I did. This is when I was, I actually started crying, laughing, watching this because from here on out, like from here not on out because it, then it just pissed me off but like for the next five minutes it's like the funniest thing i've ever seen because the narrator goes well and this is what i wrote down is this the biggest waste of time in horror show history he goes well this is probably a mystery and will remain so and what even is the jersey devil and i was like get the fuck out of here this is my this is the most insane thing like l- literally being like not only are we not answering the murder not only are we not answering what the Jersey devil is, we're not just going to, we're just going to end it here. We're just not going to talk about anything else. That's, that's a wrap on this one. No hypotheses. That's it. Just, yeah. Gave it a whirl. Filmed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the screen, it says, I, oh, quite frankly, Sean, I think I would have preferred that if they ended, if they, if they did end it there, knowing what we know now, I, I would have been happy. I think I would have been fine. Actually. Yeah. On the screen, it says, more writing. April 1st, 1997, Shelly announces that a face will be identifiable in the early afternoon. What what does that mean? Why are they giving it a timestamp for early afternoon? And then then again, April, April 1st, 1997, it is agreed that the authorities will be notified immediately following the documenting of this event. What the fuck? Why wouldn't they just notify the authorities? Hey, it's a crime. The murderer is making this fucking movie. <laughs> the fuck is happening? What is he doing? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and he goes, I'm outside Shelly's studio. The truth comes down to this one frame. Because Shelly's been digitizing this one frame where we're going to see somebody's face. And he walks in. 
the camera goes to third person and he fucking kills Shelly. Yes. Full third person. There is no more POV. It is not a found footage movie anymore. You are officially disqualified from as a found footage movie. It is just a waste of time. There's th- like cinematically shot third person shots of like the narrator disposing of bodies due to like a like a pan across his face. Like it's supposed yeah. to be like a chilling scene. Like, what, do, hey guys, this not. is definitely not your strong suit. Filmmaking, not your strong suit. Like, stick to the fucking found footage, if anything. And like, it came out in '98, right? So a year before Blair Witch. You can't even say it's a good early. Like, like you can't you can't no, even give no them excuse. any credit for attempting it because that same year that Alien movie came out that that alien abduction right. that we covered that like the premise of that is so much more unbelievable and they pulled it off they, they made you like believe what you were watching mm-hmm. so you can't even give them any credit it's the same year no 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 no. there's no credit to be given there's no credit to be given there's just this is just not good in every way possible I'm curious if there we have fans of this that listen. Uh, let's look at Letterboxd. That's always fun. That's <laughs> always fun. I'm just, I swear I've seen this on a lot of like best of. Uh, out of 10 people watched, only one gave it a three and a half star and that's the highest most most are two and two and a half those are all very generous i could not give it <laughs> i i couldn't give it a two i couldn't give it a two how can you give it a two yeah i can't I, what would you give it a two for like shout, shout out to stacy beth she gave it two stars and, and her review is lack of jersey devil is real disappointing yeah yeah it is yeah as a matter of fact a movie about a jersey devil without a jersey devil Probably puts it at a zero star. <laughs> I'm surprised no one star from anybody. Yeah. This isn't a good movie. I mean, I think it speaks to probably people that really like low budget stuff, you know? Yeah. If yeah. I mean, if you're if you're an aspiring filmmaker, I'm, I'm sure you can find some motivation in this, but Yeah, because anyone could do it. Hey, yeah, I should, I should if these guys well. fucking did this, we can, we can make a fucking movie. <laughs> exactly. It is fucking bizarre. I hated every second of it. And that is the last broadcast. Yeah. One of our shortest eps in a while. And it is, you know it is For that. I think the last broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been doing some like hour long eps and they're, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been great to get back to that. The Jersey Devil. No, that's not what I want to say. Listen, man, can I read this? Five stars. Nowhere near as slick as the Blair Witch Project for me. That makes it almost more nightmarish. A surreal, grainy, lo-fi, vaporwave, SOV hellscape. What I thought I was seeing when I watched the VHS segment, the glitch only, real, somehow. I don't know how else to describe it. Also, they keep saying the internet like that in all caps. Worth waiting for. Five stars. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know what Dude, to calling say. This, calling this vaporwave. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say. I don't know. Like, it doesn't sound like he's all the way together. Um, This Friday live show. Yes. The 16th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, patreon.com slash I hate horror. Join us for Willow Creek Watch Along live show. It's going to be a blast. Wait till you see our costumes. No one will ever guess. I have to actually, I'm making Joe. I might make Joe. Fuck. I don't know. I might make him open it up just minutes before. Okay. Just by the bride, the bride of Bigfoot. You are not, you're not, you're not, you're not, but it's so good. It's so good. But like, oh, fuck. I, but you'll see me. No, I guess I could put it on after. I could put mine on after. Okay. So we'll, we'll, yeah. I want you to see it live on the air. We'll open them live. They're so fucking good. They're so fucking good. Um, Can't wait. So join us for that. Joe and I dress up every one. That's our new gimmick. Yeah. So why like the fuck not? My closet, my closet filling up with bullshit. Dude, it's Ernest outfits. Who is the person that asked us if we had matching Ernest outfits in our closet and was like not joking in the last live show? We were wearing <laughs> Ernest outfits. And she was like, I think it was like Katie, Katie Kaylee, Katie. I don't know. I forget her name. From like Oregon. Oh, Katie. Yeah. Katie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was like, she was like, hey, did you guys get those out of like, like, did you guys just have those lying around? Me and Joe were wearing identical earnest outfits. <laughs> <laughs> just lying around in our closets. <laughs> waiting to come out. Are you, sure? Are you sure she wasn't being facetious? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause she was like, do you guys buy them? She was like, did you guys, she's like, do you guys buy them or do you just find them in your closet? (laughs) Well, 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 to be fair, I went to an eighties themed party and I didn't think, I didn't think to wear the earnest sleeveless jean jacket until Sean's like, are you wearing the earnest costume? And I was like, oh no, I just found this other sleeveless jean jacket that was hanging up in my closet, which is true. Why do I have that? I used to have one and I lost it. I'm very sad about it. So that's that live show. The 16th. Joe put out a bonus episode on his own. So we're not going to have a bonus episode with this recording. Very cool. It's on his week five. Cult movie challenge. Yes. Yes. Some, uh, some Patreon members are, are, they're in, they're in, they've been keeping up with the cult. Oh, that's challenge, cool. So yeah. Yeah. And check it out and watch the video version of it because Joe did a really good job editing it and I was Thanks. very impressed and it looked very good and I was slightly jealous. Uh, and if you know, if you know anything about my, like I, I asked Sean questions on like how to turn on my computer. So the fact that I did that, I'm very proud of myself. I really am. <laughs> it's really good. Like they fade in and out. Like I was like, wait a minute. Like I like skimmed it at first. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> I th- and I thought like maybe you found something in the stream. No, just 
editing them. Editing. Yeah. Oh, I hope you continue it. I released it as an audio version also. So everyone can listen or watch. Yeah, let me know. Give me some feedback. Give Unless Joey you don't like it, then, then, then don't give me any feedback. Yeah, don't. Keep it, keep it to your fucking self. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking funny. And yeah, so check that out. No bonus with this one. Maybe Joe will do one, or maybe I'll do a separate one too. Fuck it. And that's it. That's a wrap. And then we got what are we doing? What are we doing for the final week? Paranormal activity, right? Yes. Which again, a movie. This is like what our third year of doing found footage films. We have- Second year. Okay. Okay. But I mean, it's our tenth year as a show. We oh yes, touched, it, we tackling one of the most TV. yeah beloved yeah. a modern no. a modern b- beloved film. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we didn't start at like three. That's that's one positive. the The horror show way we would start at like Paranormal Activity three. We like, didn't cover three during our part threes. Oh fuck. Remember we did a whole, why did we do this? Why, why didn't we get, speaking of feedback, you guys should have probably reached out to us. You should have stopped like, hey guys. early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should have potential. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> hey guys, just writing you about this part three series that you're going to do three parts of. Don't. Those are, those are first year, right? Like, I think so. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> Hey, breaking the mold, baby. Breaking the mold. It's a good idea, honestly, but not for your first year. You should probably well, have yeah. covered the movies that you. Yeah, when you're, when you're talking about when when you're the horror show and you're talking about Nightmare Part Three without covering Nightmare, it's so asinine. <laughs> Silent Night, Dead Night Part Three. it's a good concept because like part threes are weird man well yeah no should we run it back should we run it back of course we should of course i i want to run back peter rottentail oh where do we stand 10 years later Ooh, april watch along Uh, yeah yeah or should we do it for like an anniversary? I don't even know what our anniversary is, but December. Our anniversary is December because we did we did Tales from the Crypt. When did we come back though? Came back in August. I only I only remember that because my brother got married. I remember being <laughs> I was like I was the best man at the wedding, and all I could think about was the return of the horror show that night because we were gonna do <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau. I was just thinking in my head how excited I was. <laughs> so maybe we do it for the anniversary of our comeback in august yeah okay maybe i don't know whatever or just do it fucking next week who cares <laughs> uh, I mean, why wouldn't we do it for easter right? we could do it for easter did we have something planned for easter no no we ain't got shit for easter planned Peter Rottentail putting it in. What? Well, what what were we doing? What were we doing for my favorite March Martian communion? We're only going to do one alien movie. Okay. 
And oh fuck, next month is what the was, Stannies. What was the too. live show? Okay. The Stannies is the live show. Okay. Sorry, Peter Rottentail. You're bumped to next year. April. We'll do it in April. Let's get that guy that <laughs> wrote a Fangoria article about how, how excited he was. For, like, I have so much to say about that. The guy was involved with the making of the film, and he was like, I was so excited to see the magazine I grew up loving talking about my film. Hey, guy, when when did Peter Rottentail come out? What year? Uh, It came out. I, I just had it pulled up. Peter Rottentail. 2004. 2004. So we talked about it 11 years later. Temper your expectations, guy. Fucking excited that Fangoria was finally talking about it. Is there a way I, I found his page? When was the last time he posted? Twenty twenty three. Um, he's got some new movie. It looks like Splatter Farm. Um, <laughs> I wish there was a way. Like, can I? Can, I wish you. Can you like look at? I wish you could like, how come like, I can't look at our interactions. You know what I mean? On Twitter. Cause it was on Twitter, right? Um, I thought he emailed. No, I don't think so. And I don't, I actually don't know if it is this guy. I don't remember. I just, I just remember him being real bumped. <laughs> yeah. It was to hear us, to hear us laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like it was very disappointed it, less mad way more disappointed at it sorry i'm yeah i'm trying to find the uh hey this fucking x thing is just out of control i, I don't know how to use this fucking site like come on what are we doing Anyway, I was going to pull it up, but it's fucking impossible to find anything on here. Why would you rename it X? Because what do you call it? At, 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 you don't call him a tweet anymore? You call him an X? I sent out an X. I, I honestly, that's a great, that's a good question. I have no clue. I hate Twitter. I, I mean, I, I do too. Gotta be a fucking asshole. Anyway. Just saying. <laughs> Just go on Instagram and look at fucking memes like everyone else. Everyone fucking yeah. relax. Going on Twitter screaming. Fucking nutty. Anywho. Alright. Wrap this up. We're done. Uh, so we got Paranormal Activity. Next month we got a bunch of weird movies. And the Stannies, we gotta work on that. Put together some categories and winners and things like that. So... That'll be fun to do in our hall. spare time. What? Rent out a banquet hall. Rent out a banquet hall. Just do it at for, fucking for you, me, and Paul. Paul Paul's backyard. While his family sleep. <laughs> do it on his front steps. Uh, last time, last time we recorded in person, we weren't even at Paul's house. I went to pick up Paul, but Paul Paul slammed like twenty five car doors. Right, and it's, it's, this kid had just gone to sleep. You know, if Rachel saw us recording in his backyard, we'd be fucking dead meat. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
that's a wrap. Thank you all. Thanks everybody that supports us. Patreon.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com. Instagram at I hate horror. Joe, where can they find you? Instagram boognish1985. And that's that. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to Joe. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you.